Welcome to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to pause at a question. What happened to the Irish actor, Jonathan Rhys Myers? Now, some of you younger people might be like, who is Jonathan Rhys Myers? If you are older, perhaps a millennial or perhaps a Gen Xer like I am, you maybe wouldn't know the name, but you would know the face. And for some time, this guy was an up-and-coming actor. He was an up-and-coming, young, charismatic actor. And then certain things just derailed him, and he's pretty much gone uh, because of his personal demons. But Reese Myers is, is still young. He's only 46 years old. And as I mentioned, he is Irish. He is from the land of Colin Farrell. And his career started very... Promising. He, he's, he's been doing tons of indie movies and and whatnot early on. But 1998, he does Velvet Goldmine. Now, Velvet Goldmine, he had the second lead behind Ewan McGregor and Tony Collette. And this movie also had Christian Bale. So, I mean, this was the movie that really launched him into fame. He dated Tony Collette during this time when this movie was being done. But that was a humongous movie. He does an indie movie called The Governess with Minnie Driver after Goodwill Hunting fame. Uh, and then 1999, he does Ride with the Devil, which is that Western movie with Jewel and Tobey Maguire. Then he's in Titus, the Anthony Hopkins Shakespeare movie in 1999. He plays Chiron. 2001, he is in Tangled, Prozac Nation, which was kind of a big movie at the time. That was Christine Ricci, Michelle Williams. 2002, you might recognize him from Bendit Like Beckham. He plays the coach of Keira Knightley and the Indian actor Parminder Nagra. 2004, he does Alexander, the epic. See, he works with his, his Irish friend Colin Farrell. That's the one Colin Farrell. It's Oliver Stone. That is Angelina Jolie. And he has a big role in that movie. 2005, he has the lead in Matchpoint, which is honestly my favorite Woody Allen movie of this millennia. That's the one where he's married, or he's going to get married. He's a, a tennis uh, player. He's uh, like a low-level tennis player at a country club, and he's going to marry this wealthy girl, Emily Mortimer, who's kind of boring, bland, but family's got money. I'll give him security. Then he meets Scarlett Johansson, who is like, this is peak to me, Scarlett Johansson. I'm not a big fan of her in terms of her beauty. But they start an affair, and he doesn't know what to do, and then hijinks ensue, and it becomes an investigation. I think it's an excellent movie, and he's got the lead in that movie. 2006, Mission Impossible 3. This is the J.J. Abrams one. This is the one I'm most famous for having Philip Seymour Hoffman, but he is one of the sidekicks in this, along with Simon Pegg, and of course... Marcellus Wallace, and I think probably the plan was that he was going to be in future ones, but then his, he got sidetracked. 2007, he does August Rush. That was a very successful movie as well as a musical musical drama. 
And then from there, it slowly starts to fall apart. 2010, he does a Travolta movie from Paris with Love. He's the second lead in that behind Travolta. And then it just falls apart. 2013, Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. He's got a little role in that. And then after that, uh, just he does movies through 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. All of them are crap. None of them went anywhere. Just complete garbage. Now, during this time, one of the reasons that he was very successful is that, yes, he did Velvet Goldmine in 98. And he had a good role in that. But in 2005, he's done two big television things. He was in Elvis. He was Elvis Presley. And he actually got a Golden Globe for that. And he was nominated for an Emmy for that. His portrayal of Elvis Presley. And he kind of looks like Elvis, right? And then the big thing is that he was in The Tudors, the Showtime show, where he played Henry VIII. The young, much sexier, revisionist history of Henry VIII. In that show, I watched. I watched that show and I loved that show. And he was great in it. He was very good in it. And then after that, 2010 that ended, he did a 10-episode arc on Dracula, a TV show. And then in 2017, he did Vikings and he was Haymond for 17 episodes. But you go, I mean, this is bad television. That's not even, I think Vikings was History Channel, if I'm not mistaken. And you, you go from, you think of like 2007, when he starts doing the Tudors. This is right after Good Run, Ben like Beckham, Alexander, Matchpoint, Mission Impossible 3. This guy's on a on a peak, and then he's sidetracked. Why is he sidetracked? This guy's young, he's handsome, he's charismatic, he's a singer. He also has done some singing as well. He's released some albums. So what is it? His personal life. His personal life. First of all, I think... His mother died. Now, let's look at the timeline. His mother dies in 2007. That's at the peak of starting uh, the Tudors. And she dies of a disease at 51, an undisclosed disease. Then, this is when the alcohol suicide attempts start showing up. So, in 2011, right after the Tudors, he's taken to a hospital for a suspected suicide attempt. 2016, another attempted suicide attempt. In 2016, he marries for the first time, Mara Lane. They have a child in December 2016. So this is probably, if you just look at the timeline, unless they got married in January 2016, they probably was a whoops. It was a whoops conception. And then they decided to get married. And then you look, 2007, go back in time a little. So this is right around when his mother died. 2007, enters an alcohol treatment program. November 2007, arrested at Dublin Airport for intoxication, disturbing the keys. 2009, detained by French police for allegedly assaulting an airport lounge employee while drunk. Now, this is during the Tudors. The Tudors is 2007-2010. You know, in that show, you you got to be sober a lot because that show runs probably, I would say, in terms of it's probably at least six months, a, a year on production. 2010. Let's take a break. I wanted to let you know about some of the other feeds here at the Eclectico Gregorio. The oldest one we have is The Awakened Man, which mostly deals with holistic health, medical cover-ups, ways to biohack your life to ensure longer longevity, medical conspiracies, and naturopathic stuff. 
We also have, and that there's probably about 400, 500 episodes over there. We started that one back in 2017, 2016, I believe. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which originally started as an essential oils feed. And there's about 100 episodes on essential oils, particular essential oils like rose and lavender and sandalwood and so forth. And then later I morphed it into more topics that are regarded for female health, female specific. We've had that feed also since 2016. And then lastly, we have Confessions of an Obese Child, which deals with my childhood obesity and trauma that came from it. So it's a great feed for those who dealt with childhood trauma that led you to have addictions to alcohol or food. And I interviewed several people and what it was like to grow up overweight and all the difficulties of losing the weight and then keeping it off and trying to metamorphosize into a regular weighted person. So check out those feeds at the Eclectical Gregory on Apple or Spotify. 2010, JFK Airport. He verbally abused and used racist language against airline staff and officials who refused access to him to the boarding area after he became intoxicated in the first class lounge. He was banned by United Airlines as a result. Then in 2010, his rep says he's receiving treatment again. In November 2011, he was ordered by French court to pay 1,000 euros for his public intoxication 24 months later, earlier over at the French thing. 2017, his wife has a miscarriage of their second child. He relapses at Dublin Airport. He's caught drinking there. And then 2018, he broke his sobriety on a flight, resulting in a dispute with his wife at LAX. Later on, he was in Larry King, the old uh, talk show, and he addressed the episode. He said, quote, I shouldn't drink. It doesn't suit me, and I've been sober for a long time. Yeah, I don't think he's been sober for a long time. He insisted that he learned his lesson and was sober again. Then in 2020, crashes his car in Malibu. He was intoxicated after a field test was performed. He was charged with two drunk driving offenses. And he was ordered to do a 12-month summary probation with no jail time, blah, 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 blah. So clearly you can see multiple rehabs, multiple lapsing of alcohol, suicidal ideation, and even suicidal attempts. So if you look at the timeline... All of his, his most peak work was mid-knots, so like 2003 to 2007. And then his life starts falling apart. Maybe it was his mother's death. He probably already had this. Was, he had a predisposition to it, just the drinking and maybe some, as they used to call it, melancholy. And just with life, you know, a series of life events, this can make things worse. And if you look starting really in, in 2007 is when he, is the first time that his reps admit that he's got a drinking problem, which, you know, in Hollywood, it's not a big deal. A lot of them do it. But then one after another, alcohol problems, 2007, 2007, 2009, 2010, 2010, 2011, 2017, 2018, 2020. Hollywood's just not going to hire you because they don't think you're reliable. And so if you look at his filmography from that time, from 2011 on, it's crap movies. Why is it crap movies? Because Hollywood doesn't want to take him on. So it's a bunch of low-grade, straight-to-DVD movies. And it's not surprising. So in closing, what's the takeaway? Don't get addictions. Do, do the deep work. Like I talk about over at Confessions of an Obese Child, one of the other feeds. Do the deep work. Work on your childhood trauma that you had. And 
disentangle whatever emotions you have to either food or alcohol because ultimately these things will destroy you. And it's sadly destroyed his career. And I'm sure he doesn't really have a good marriage with his wife because how many times has his wife heard him say, I'm going to stop drinking, I'm going to stop, and he doesn't. Guys, I'll post something over at the Cinema Rack Facebook group. You let me know if you know about Reese Myers, what you thought of the tutors and some of his other work. Uh, there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal, and the other one is a link to the eclecticalgregorio.com website, which hosts all these feeds. But the best way to listen to them is on Spotify and Apple. And while you're there, please post a review. Until next time, take care. God bless you. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.